So breathing science expert, Nefsha Karamemet in the house today. Nefsha, welcome. Hello, welcome. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you here. Listen, Nefsha, I get so caught up in all the future business stuff. Sometimes I forget that it can really just be as simple as taking a deep breath. So I'm excited to talk about breath work and how breathing can help me perform at maximum capacity. But why don't you take me back in time real quick? How did you get into breathing sciences in the first place? How did you get started? Yeah, sure. First of all, I was born in a community where almost everyone was sick. People were either sick or they were doctors and or both. I remember my grandmother having all kinds of issues, my mom, migraine. I had friends, family members who had Alzheimer's, ADD, ADHD, diabetes, heart conditions, hypertension. And I remember myself even at a very early age when I was 12 or 13. It was around the time when my grandmother passed away at a very early age, thinking, how can I help humans reach to sustainable health and well-being? Because it was very obvious for me, even at a very early age, that modern science wasn't helping anyone because they did everything they can, but they couldn't keep my grandmother alive. So I was like, something isn't working here. I think losing a loved one led me to thinking deeper about the health issue around the world, actually, which is focused on curing the symptom rather than curing the reason. And I basically wanted to know why, like why do we get sick and why do some people get sick? Why don't others get sick? And I started researching and studying. That's why I got interested in behavioral health sciences and studied human behavior, thinking habits, breathing habits. And then while researching around breathing habits, I saw that everybody has different breathing habits and those breathing habits might be totally dysfunctional, which can lead to over 200 symptoms. And I started realizing that breathing is the most important thing for health because we take our first breath, come to life, and then we give our last and die. And in between, we breathe in and out. And the quality of our breathing determines the quality of our life. So that's why, because breathing was the most powerful thing I can have my hands on, with the question in mind, how can I help humans reach to sustainable health and well-being? I chose to be an expert on that area. And the deeper I got in respiratory sciences. Yeah, I like your point that we all, every human starts with a breath and ends with the breath. I was actually talking to my daughter about this the other day. We we're talking about how long we can hold our breath. And I was like, wow, you are breathing basically every few seconds your entire life. It never stops. And just in a practical standpoint, I was at a Tony Robbins con. I would call it a concert, but conference a few years ago. <laughs> he's big into breath work, baby. And Tony Robbins is best, the best. He's up there. He's clapping. I think there's a lot of physiological that goes into breath work as well. Let me ask you a real practical question, Nefshaw, because one of the issues a lot of my listeners run into is fear of public speaking, fear of getting on a stage, and that moment where you're like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Is there anything that we can do as public speakers before we go on stage? What's a breath exercise? Save me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you what you can do is what you're going what I mean will save you is balancing the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. So doing a breathing exercise, for example, co coherent breathing to equal to align the breathing, the breath, the inhale and the exhale, which you can just do by yourself, just by sitting down, breathing in through the nose, out through the nose, counting to five as you breathe in and counting to five as you breathe out, which is going to 
balance the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system, which will not calm you as you are going on asleep. It will still keep you awake, but then it will balance you. It will balance your emotions, anxiety, any kind of fear because of public speaking, like balancing the inhale and exhale. I have found out that is the most effective thing we can do in a couple of minutes. So five seconds in through the nose, five seconds out through the nose exactly. for a couple minutes to get prepared yeah. for that big yeah. speed. Yeah. Love it. And you, you also yeah, mentioned yeah. sleep. Let's say I'm yeah. stuck up at night. Mm. I'm staring at the ceiling thinking like, I have all these things to do tomorrow. Did I finish that? Did I publish my podcast episode? How can I get to sleep? Is there any sleep technique, yeah. any breathing I can do to get to yeah, sleep better? A lot, hundreds of breathing techniques. But I found out that the most... The easiest one and the most effective one is the 478 technique, which is breathing in 44, holding 47, exhaling 48, and then again in 44, hold 47, exhale 48, which fully relaxes the whole body. And actually, any technique that helps you to exhale longer than the inhale, and any technique, like you could also do a breathing technique that is called box breathing, which is inhaling 4-4, holding 4-4, exhaling 4-4, and holding 4-4. Any breathing technique that would lead you to holding be between the inhales and exhales and relaxing the exhale by taking longer exhales would relax you, calm you, and put you in sleep. So the, the main, the rule of the game is long exhales, pausing before the inhale, pausing before the exhale because the reason why people can't go into sleep is because they are hyperactive and they're not pausing before the inhale and exhale. So the opposite, if you wake up in the morning tired and to energize, you what you can do is you can take a few, a couple of conscious connected breaths, which is not pausing before the inhale and exhale at all, breathing in and out and in and out and creating that energy field, which is which will energize you and hyperactivate you. And then you can, I mean, after a three minutes of breathing session, conscious connected breathwork session, you can go and run 10 miles or so. <laughs> I like that. As a, as a runner, I could definitely use a few more miles on my run. So when you're doing these techniques, the breathe, hold, exhale, all through the nose, did I hear you mention that you're doing all of your breath work yeah, through your nose? Yeah, I mean, nose? yes and no, because there are some techniques that are done through the mouth. It's not that mouth breathing is the healthy way to breathe. Of course, breathing through the nose in and out is the healthiest way to breathe. But then again, for example, in diaphragmatic breathing exercises to relax the diaphragm more and to lead people into grounding faster and breathing in the diaphragm faster, we sometimes use mouth breathing as well. Because when you breathe in the mouth, you expand the diaphragm deeper, you take deeper breaths in, and especially like in holotropic breathing, transformational breathing, rebirthing, the reason why we use mouth breathing is, is because we want uh, you to breathe deep, use the diaphragm more, connect to your emotions, and with any breathing technique that is focused on emotional release, we would use mouth breathing. Interesting. Mouth breathing... Mouth exhales for the emotional reason. I've always heard when I'm running or exerting in through the nose, out through the mouth. I don't know if I'm doing it wrong my whole life, but that's what I've 
Yeah, that's a, that's a technique. So the thing is, I get asked this question a lot, what's the healthy way to breathe? And the answer to that is there are no healthy ways to breathe. The healthiest way to breathe is actually having the ability to breathe in all the ways. So the problem with breathing habits are people learn certain breathing behaviors and they continue for many years. For example, your body needs shallow breathing as much as it needs deep breathing. But if you're a deep breather, and if you learn the dysfunctional breathing habit, for example, if you're breathing deep the whole time, and if you can't breathe shallow, that's a big problem. Or the opposite also, it's like if you're a shallow breather and you can't breathe deep, that's a problem because your body physiologically needs both. So what we call dysfunctional breathing habits as breathing scientists are any habits you have learned And you keep on continuing and any habits that are working against the respiratory physiology, it's like your respiratory physiology asks you, for example, to breathe deeper during sports and exercise. And if you can't do that, you won't feel great during exercise and you will feel out of breath. You will have many problems because while sports and exercise, your body is releasing a lot of lactic acid. And to compensate that lactic acid, the brainstem reflex works immediately and leads you into breathing deeper into the diaphragm and taking larger breaths, especially like doing professional sports. And that's healthy. But for example, imagine you learned a shallow breathing habit and you just can't take deep breaths and you can't use the diaphragmatic muscles. What's going to happen is you're going to feel like you're going to faint. You're going to feel out of breath during exercise, sports. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who have Uh, dysfunctional breathing habits and having a hard time during sports or you said public speaking, learning disorders, ADD, ADHD are very common symptoms of dysfunctional breathing habits, more than 200 symptoms actually. Brilliant. So no one size fits all. And not only do you have to be a good shallow breather, you got to be a good deep breather too, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats. So practice your different type of breath works. That makes a lot of sense. Release the lactic acid, and then breathe in the oxygen. You got to give your machine the, the tools that it needs to be successful, y'all. You got to do it. So I want to talk about the Breathe Hub app. The Breathe, you can get this at breathehub.app. Nevshot, everything you're talking about makes sense to me for an app. I want to learn how to breathe easier. The app is going to be able to calculate. It's going to guide me. What was the biggest challenge on getting the Breathe Hub app off the ground? Yeah, the biggest challenge was, of course, getting the word out there. And because the first thing is because there are not many breathing scientists in the world right now. Most people are doing everything around breathing, using breathing techniques and breath work very wrong. There is this common knowledge, like people talk about the right way to breathe. And I hear a lot of people talk about you should use the diaphragm. But actually, there are times during the day when our body doesn't need to use the diaphragm. And nobody knows that because they don't have the enough scientific knowledge or the scientific background. So the challenge was teaching people the importance of breath analysis and that not all breathwork techniques works for everyone. And that if you use certain breathing techniques and without analyzing your breath, you might be harming your whole system. So the biggest challenge was teaching people because the common knowledge and what people know about breath work and breathing techniques are so shallow. 
And there are a lot of people who get results. There are a lot of people who can't get results because you might be practicing one breathing technique that works for you, but that specific breathing technique might not work for you because we all have different breathing habits like fingerprints. The same technique doesn't work for all of us. So introducing breath analysis, teaching people the importance of breath analysis and also leading them, even the users on the app, some of them haven't analyzed their breathing habits. Like we have this amazing algorithm that is the result of 20 plus years of research, having worked with over 40,000 people, gathered all that data information. We ask you some simple questions and then we create the algorithm. The technology creates a unique journey and then you can change your breathing habit and heal over 200 symptoms and reach to sustainable health and well-being. But even the users on the app right now, some of them, haven't finished the breath analysis. So the hard thing has been for us, I think, teaching breath analysis, although we're doing a lot of web in, webinars, ads, everything, I think emails, sending people emails, notifications, the hardest was that. And I think the second one was because there are a lot of apps, especially in the meditation space, people tend to think that breath work can only be used for relaxation, which is not the case breath work, especially if you analyze breathing habits and lead, lead people into customized journeys, their breathing journey can be their life savior. Like truly, if you change your breathing habits, you will be able to solve most problems in your life, including relationship problems or money problems, which people don't even imagine. It's like people are just by changing my breath, it doesn't make sense, you know, being able to move further in my career, what does it have to do with it? But the thing is, when you change your breathing habit, you have more oxygen in the brain. And for you to decide better and get better results in life, you need oxygen in your brain. And many people can't think clearly. Many people can't even practice meditation or mindfulness practices because they don't have a healthy brain. So it's like all of these meditation practices, mindfulness practices, all of these spiritual practices got very popular. But somehow along the way, we humans forgot the importance of first, let's have a healthy body. Come on. It's like, you can't go move further into the meditation or mindfulness practice if you're breathing totally wrong and you don't have enough oxygen in the brain, it's like, duh, it's so simple. You know, you need a healthy brain first. Then let's talk about doing meditation. Yeah, then let's talk about mindfulness. Yeah. It sounds obvious because there's so many, especially in the United States, there's this kind of mentality of, oh, I'll just take a pill for that or I'll get a surgery for that or I'll take this supplement. And I agree with you. I think Nevshah, sometimes it's just as simple as make sure I'm breathing right. Make sure I'm getting plenty of water. Make sure I'm getting my rest. Sometimes it's the yeah. simple things that we try to overcomplicate. And it does also remind me from an excerpt from Atomic Habits, a book by James Clear, where he's not, maybe it's, maybe the breath work is not the one trick pony that solves all of your problems, but maybe it's one of the components that is necessary to get there. And his concept in the book is it's not just, you're not just looking for one big thing to change your life. You're looking for a hundred small things that combine together will give you the massive result. And whatever, listen, whatever that is, breathing seems, breathing oxygen, the release of carbon dioxide sounds like it's probably a pretty important component of your body functioning properly. Nefshot, before we close down here though, I do want to just mention everyone, hey, check it out, breathehub.app. 
Super affordable right here. Link below. Check it out. Breathehub.app. Nevshaw, you've already helped 40,000 people breathe better. What's your goal over the next five years with the Breathehub.app program? Helping millions breathe better and live better. Helping millions change breathing habits. And in my opinion, it's like breathing better is the first thing we need to focus on if we want to live better. And then everything, like you said, hundreds of different things on top of that. But it's like, if I'm not whole, if my body isn't functioning properly, because my body lives on breath, like my organs, my tissues, my brain, they stay healthy and alive with breath. So if I'm not using my full breathing capacity, if I'm not fully breathing, I'm definitely not fully living. My body isn't fully living. No matter what I'm doing, like exercise and this and that, if I don't have the oxygen, the food my body needs, then I'm going to depend on other stuff the whole time. And there are a lot of things to, to talk about around that people gain weight and people make unhealthy decisions just because they are not whole. If you're not fully breathing, you're not fully living. I think that's why it should be the first step if we want to reach to sustainable health and well-being. Not the last, but the first step. I'll tell you, one of my goals in doing these episodes is to find things I disagree with. But Nefsha, I don't think I disagree with anything (laughs) that you said. I think we got to breathe better. So I appreciate you joining the show here today. Where's the best place for us to find you, Nefsha? I have Instagram accounts, LinkedIn, social media, Twitter, everywhere. I have also a website, personal website, nefsha.co.uk. We appreciate you being here, Nefsha, and helping us breathe a little bit better. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.